This is Rick Lee James, and the music you are hearing is from my new album, Thunder. The title track, Thunder, is a never-before-released song by the late Rich Mullins. There are also 12 other tracks made up of original music, hymns, and readings to guide the listener on a journey. You can buy Thunder today on clear vinyl and CD, or stream it on Spotify, Apple Music, and almost every other music streaming service. Thunder, hear it today at rickleyjames.com. Welcome to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of me, Rick Lee James. I'm a recording artist, a singer, a songwriter, an author, a worship leader, and an ordained minister in the Church of the Nazarene. The Voices in My Head podcast is where I discuss music, movies, books, pop culture, theology, and more with friends, colleagues, and sometimes just by myself. Now make sure to let me know what you think of today's episode by leaving me a review on iTunes or by tweeting at me at Rick Lee James on Twitter. And please join my mailing list at rickleejames.com where you can receive an email every time a new episode is released. And by the way, in case you're interested in a daily dose of kindness and encouragement beyond this podcast, I also run the Twitter account at Mr. Rogers Say, where I post daily quotes from Fred Rogers, one of the voices in my head. Well, I guess that's it for the intro, so sit back, relax, and listen to the latest episode of Voices in My Head. Hello, friends. I am your host today. I'm Rick Lee James, and I'm glad to have you back. I actually tried this a little bit earlier today. I was on a long walk, and my reception was just not very good. I only got about 11 minutes of this topic um, done, so I'm going to try it again. We're just going to start over from the top. I'm at uh, my home now, and hopefully this will be a quiet place for the next few minutes where I can talk about this. I'm going to send out an invite online to Twitter on my account, at Rick Lee James. And uh, I host a podcast called Voices in My Head, and I think this is probably going to end up on a future episode, what we record here today. So you're welcome to join in. <clears throat> today I wanted to uh, not only invite all of you who are listening here on the Wisdom app today, which I'm always so glad to have you here listening in. I think it's a great new way for us to communicate and a great new way uh, for those of us who do podcasts, especially um, to to be able to quickly be able to turn around new episodes and talk about topics that we think are relevant and then to do some interactions. So thank you all for joining on the Wisdom Podcast. Um, if you have not uh, interacted with me before, I just want to do a quick introduction of myself before I get into the topic at hand, which is a film called For the Love of Neighbor, Politics for the Common Good. My name is Rick Lee James, and I host a couple of different podcasts. One is called Voices in My Head, the Rick Lee James podcast, and that is a conversation show. It's a faith-based show uh, where usually we have conversations. Uh, I bring on guests who are uh, usually a part of the creative uh, community. Um, I've had actors, I've had writers, I've had uh, musicians, a lot of musicians, because um, by trade, I am a musician myself. Uh, if you look me up on Spotify or iTunes, just by my name, Rick Lee James, you'll find several albums there. Um, and when we are not in 
COVID times during pandemic, um, I do a lot of traveling and playing concerts and things. So um, usually in churches or in faith-based institutions, coffee houses, uh, sometimes homes, places that have me in. And I host another podcast, which is called Welcome to the Neighborhood, the Mr. Uh, Mr. Rogers Tribute Podcast. And I run a Twitter account called, uh, you can find it at the uh, the account at Mr. Rogers Say. And each day I post quotes from the late and very great Fred Rogers, who uh, who was uh, the TV personality and did the television show Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, had some wonderful quotes wrote a lot of very good things. But what I'm planning on doing here today, and uh, and by by the way, just one more thing to tell you about me, in case we have never interacted, you can find out all about me at rickleyjames.com. I wanted to talk about this for a while, and the Wisdom app seems like it might be a good place to do this, because uh, we can actually have maybe some conversations together today. And I had a few minutes to try this out. Um, I saw a wonderful little documentary that was made about a year ago, I think it was. And I actually had the filmmaker, Ryan Patch, uh, come on my podcast, Voices in My Head. And we talked about it when it was brand new and just about to release. It's been out for a while now. Uh, The documentary is called For Love of Neighbor, Politics for the Common Good. And one thing I did not do when I had the director on the show, one thing I like to do is give them a chance to tell us about their um, their movies that they make when they come on the show. But one thing I didn't really get a chance to do that I wanted to do was sort of give a synopsis of the documentary. And there's so much good content in there that I wanted people to, to especially if they are part of the, the Christian community uh, in any way, uh, I wanted people to engage through this documentary and it has a lot of good things for people of faith to think about. Um, and not just Christians, but it really is coming from a Christian perspective. So that's where I'm coming from today. This is going to be a um, a synopsis, kind of a review of that documentary today with a few comments from me along the way. So let's get into it. Uh, for Love of Neighbor, Politics for the Common Good, it's a documentary film directed by Ryan Patch. Uh, for Love of Neighbor... Uh, it tells um, good. It tells three stories of three individuals: Senator Tim Scott, Justin Gibney of the Ann campaign, and Sarah M. Bowden, who, on different levels and in distinct ways, they are all three seeking to engage faithfully in contemporary American politics. Now, the film does not provide specific answers for how. Christians should engage in politics, prescribing who they should vote for or what specific policies they should support. Instead, it explores foundational questions about the purpose and limits of politics and proper Christian posture toward government and secular society. So ultimately, the film aims to spark further discussion and offer a hopeful vision for Christian participation in contemporary public life. Um, So the reason I I wanted to share this synopsis today and kind of go through what the documentary talks about is I think it's one of those things that we don't do very often. They always tell you, you know, let's not talk about what, 
politics or religion. And this actually seeks to do that, to talk about them both in responsible ways, which is something that is not done very well today, at least in American contemporary culture. So the documentary starts out and it asks this question, what does it mean to work toward the common good in a diverse country? And I think that's a very important uh, uh, question to ask right at the beginning. So many people of faith, I think, sometimes struggle with even acknowledging that this is a diverse country. Um, I don't don't know why, uh, being a person who has been in Christianity my entire life, I don't know why even just acknowledging diversity is so hard uh, for some of my tribe. I, I don't understand that at all. It's almost like if, if we ignore that it exists then, and pretend it's not there, then we don't have to deal with it. And, and that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, it's not neighborly. It's not loving. It's not good practice in any way, politics or otherwise. Um, so even asking that question, I think, is an excellent place to start. What does it mean to work toward the common good in a diverse country? And then it goes on to describe how most people in the parish feel politically homeless. Maybe those of you listening feel that way. I feel that way. Um, I don't feel like I have a home in any particular political camp. Um, I certainly don't feel at home in the Republican Party. Um, I have not in some time. I don't feel at home in the Democrat Party. Um, I just, I'm very comfortable being homeless when it comes to politics. I don't have a home and and that's fine. I have friends, loved ones in those parties. Um, I don't fully agree or fully disagree uh, with any of the parties on every single point. Um, and I feel like most people I know are kind of that way too, whether they admit it or not, but a lot of people are very loyal to a party, um, rather than just being people. And so I am one of these people that the documentary talks about when it says most people in the parish feel politically homeless. That's me. Um, now that being said, I don't necessarily feel politically homeless in the sense that I don't have a politic. My politic is the kingdom of God. Um, What Jesus talks about, things that I've talked about before on here, um, what it means to love your neighbor, what it means to love God with heart, soul, and mind, love your neighbor as yourself. Um, These are the kinds of things that we talk about as the politics of God, the common good. And, And so the documentary goes on and asks this question, should I be involved in politics? Should a person of faith even be involved in the first place? Why would I want to be involved in politics? And the answer that the documentary comes up with is this. Because of love of neighbor. Um, That's the only good answer (laughs) for people of faith. Because of the love of neighbor. Uh, I don't know if that's the answer that we often get from people who are in politics. But for people of faith, if they're going to be involved, that's at least the conclusion the documentary comes to. And I think that's a pretty good answer. How do we live with wisdom among this political context and among this climate that is so unwise? Uh, They interview Justin Gibney of the Ann campaign. and, And to me, he has the most to say that speaks the most to me. And so a lot of the, the quotes that you're that I jotted down as I was listening, it comes from him. Uh, I'm a big fan of the podcast, the uh, 
uh, church politics podcast that he does. I'm, I'm a fan of his writing, his book. And um, he says the politics can be used as a tool for human flourishing. And politics is a strong way to do that. But he asks these questions about how do we reconcile our faith within political parties? Um, and he says it's okay to be allies, but at some point we have to be distinct. Um, how do we be in the public square? But we have, you know, we have to be different from what it is that we're trying to be a part of. We can't surrender our identity to that party. Um, so he says, rather than engaging in a biblical way, the church is reflecting the brokenness of the world. So rather than trying to be a healing agent in the world, uh, the church has just been participating in the brokenness of the politics, which is already broken. And there's no healing in that. There's no way to heal other people or bring healing about if you just continue with the brokenness that's there and keep breaking things. And so he talks about the Ann campaign, which he's the president of. And he says the Ann, Ann campaign exists to be Christians first. You have to look at issues through a gospel lens before we look at them through a Democrat or Republican lens. Christians aren't here to serve themselves or protect themselves. We are here to serve God by serving others so i think the whole point he's trying to make is christians are not warriors on the front lines of a culture war christians are here to serve other people and if we get confused about that then we completely miss the boat and miss the mission um, we are here not to protect ourselves um, we don't have to worry about somebody taking away christmas from us <laughs> Uh, that's so ridiculous to think about. Um, we are here to serve God by serving others. And then, uh, you know, and I've, I found the documentary, by the way, um, such a breath of fresh air in thinking about politics as loving our neighbors and being accountable to them. Um, you know, in, and they talk about how local politics can be accountable because, you know, you'll see somebody at the grocery store that you're accountable to. And then they think that, that maybe local politics is a much better way to maybe be involved sometimes um, because you do know these people and you do love these people. And when you break it down, um, it's not always people who are trying to be rich and famous or, or get that tweet and go viral. It's often people in your community that are trying to make a difference in your schools and trying to make a difference um, among people who they love and who they know and who they go to church with and who they go to ball games with and things like that. Um, <clears throat> so it, it really is kind of a, a breath of fresh air looking at some of these, these common good ideals. Um, Russell Moore, uh, is in the documentary. If you've heard of Russell Moore and he, he's now writing for Christianity Today and he, he says that state power devolves the gospel witness is one thing he said. And then he says, uh, David French is also in the documentary and he says, uh, to fight for the rights of others as you would want rights for yourself. And to fight for the rights of others is is so important. And then, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, going on, just a couple more things I want to share about the documentary, and then we'll try to get some time to bring in some guests. I see some of you are waiting, so thank you for being patient while, while we wait. I do want to bring you in. Um, he goes on to, to talk about in the documentary the imperfect solutions. He says, we will never fully solve these issues, but we can work in that direction. Uh, we have to stop talking like there's only one Christian policy. What there is is a call to justice, and part of loving one's neighbor is working toward a more just social order, a place where shalom 
the peace of God can happen. Um, and then it gets into more about parties and politics and says you must first look at the objectives of your team, see the other side not as enemies, but as opponents. The opposition is not the enemy. And they talk about how parties are in desperate need of reform. And we might have to work inside a party system without committing to them. And if you haven't been involved, then don't expect to see your view of the world reflected, too. That's another interesting point they make. And um, then they go on to ask, you know, why is the religious right the only Christian group in politics that seems um, to want to be recognized or, or that people seem to want to recognize is what they say. And then they said, um, as Christians, we have to, uh, Christians refuse, need to be people who refuse to see their enemy as the enemy and who will refuse to use violence for any reason. And then they talk about uh, how Christians can't be people who vote based on one issue because that's not the way that the systems get changed, which is an interesting thing that the, the documentary highlights as well. And then uh, they talk about how the goal of the civil rights movement was not to win, but to heal. And when you insist on the dignity of another person, even when they are acting in an un undignified way, you begin to create space for healing. And that's just all part of how the documentary talks about how engaging is tremendously important. And if you want justice and decency, sorry, my dogs are getting a little rambunctious in here. But they say, if you want justice, decency, compassion, then you must act justly, decently, and compassionately. And you may have to fight, but you don't have to hate. Um, and then they get into just a couple more categories in the documentary. In uh, section six, searching for a savior, and they make a point to say, we are not the savior. We tend to look for a savior, and then once we find one, we're done. And so we're looking for a savior, and they often see the president as this figure, even though this is not the case. And every four years, it seems like people are looking for a new savior. Um, and they say to give that kind of devotion to someone is who is not the living God is idolatry. And Christians have to understand that, that it seems like we are replacing our religion with our politics, and that is idolatry. And in our hearts, we probably know that we were made for a king, but we are looking for kings who are not the king. And he said, we need to stop talking about controlling America and start talking about loving our neighbor and talking about how the true savior, the true king, lifts up the poor and dries tears. And the true savior is so different uh, than what we often think of when we think of presidents and kings. And then they talk about staying grounded in the conclusion of the film, to be anchored in something bigger than ourselves. And faith says when you see injustice to speak out about it, but it also tells us not to join the riot. I think that's such an important point. It says we don't sit in brokenness. When we are, when we are by the people and refuse to demonize other people, we are glorifying God putting a witness out the people can see, and now we are showing the gospel, demonstrating the impact the gospel has on us. So that is uh, a synopsis of the documentary, For Love of Neighbor, 
politics of the common good. Um, I have just a minute. If any of you heard any of that and wanted to, to join in, I saw we had some guests that wanted to talk a minute ago, and I don't see anybody right now. But if you haven't had a chance to see that documentary, again, it's uh, it's directed by Ryan Patch. It is online, and you can watch it. It's it's an excellent excuse me. Um, it's an excellent documentary. And I just felt like it was worth the time maybe to talk about it today. It seems like everybody's always talking about politics, but we don't always take time to talk about good engagement and holy engagement um, in the way that we comport ourselves as a society. So if you're looking for something that's worth your time in that area, the documentary by Ryan Patch, For Love of Neighbor, Politics for the Common Good. Well, I don't see anybody waiting to join at this moment, so I am going to head out of here for right now. Thanks for listening today, everybody, and I hope you're enjoying the Wisdom app. I'll look forward to speaking with you again very soon. God bless you all, and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you for joining me here this week on Voices in My Head. I hope you'll visit me on my website at rickleejames.com, where you can find out more about me, Get my music on vinyl and CD, follow my blog, and even schedule me for a concert or a speaking engagement. Better yet, even a book signing in your neighborhood. You can find all that and more at rickleejames.com. Also, it would mean a great deal to me if you could write a review of this podcast on iTunes. The more positive reviews that we receive, the more visible this podcast will be online. And now, for the benediction. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. God bless you, and thank you for listening to Voices in My Head. Hymns, Prayers, and Invitations, the latest album from Rick Lee James, has garnered praise from CCM Magazine, Worship Leader Magazine, UTR Media, and more. Written and arranged using hymnals and prayer books for inspiration, this collection of ten modern hymn-like worship songs will inspire individuals and congregations to draw near to the heart of God. Highlights include Christ is Lord, inspired by St. Patrick's Breastplate Prayer, Advent Hymn, and the Communion Hymn, The Invitation. Worship leaders will be glad to know that all songs on the album are published through Lifeway Worship. Find Hymns, Prayers, and Invitations on Amazon, Spotify, Apple Music, CD Baby, and at rickleyjames.com. Hallelujah.